0: Hello, friends. Welcome to page Chewing Comics and Manga. Or Jesus Christ. Maybe I need to edit that out. Psh, my mind's on something else. Uh, <laughs> Hello, friends. Uh, we are here today to discuss Beyond Redemption. We'll be reading Beyond Redemption, uh, 10 chapters at a time. And we are here for the first installment to discuss chapters 1 through 10. And I'm here with my friend Varsha. Varsha, thank you for coming along the ride.
1: Yeah, this, this was fun. I enjoyed reading uh chapters that were 10 pages long i've been reading a lot of books that have um, at the minimum of 50 page long chapters so this was a good change of pace
0: <laughs> yeah it was, a de- it was definitely a, a big change because you know i, I know which <laughs> i know what series you're referring to and it's like a chapter is like every this like a ch- is like a a day is a chapter you kind of plan mm-hmm. like a whole day yeah
1: yeah
0: this one you're you know the i i think it kind of helps with the rhythm mm. getting a rhythm when you're reading or for me anyway
1: yeah, yeah, me too. I think it's easier to think about three short chapters than it is about even one long thirty-page chapter because I have to plan my entire reading. I can take time out of my day to just take a ten-minute break and finish a chapter. So hmm. that's nice.
0: Yeah, bite size. And it's a, this is a re-read for me. This is this is your first time, right?
1: It is my first time. Yes.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, it was picked up my old copy because it, it was I read it two and a half years ago I think, and I had some <laughs> some tabs and I went through and I was I was looking at my old tabs and I didn't know what I was trying to tap. Back oh. then, so it's interesting, but
1: I, I was so. going to ask because it's a hit or miss with uh, rereads and highlights. It's, why did I highlight that? Why was that, that was interesting gonna, to me then? <laughs> I
0: was like, what, what did I what was I trying to like? Why was I tapping this? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. But I'm sure it made sense at the time. <laughs> But uh, this one, this I, I love this world. Um, mm-hmm. I love the the world building in this one. What did you think? What was your what were your impressions?
1: Yeah, the ideas were really interesting. The core ideas that uh, one delusions can come to life, and I think um, a lot of the discussion around who makes gods, whether gods make us or we make the gods. I'm. It is. I think that kind of thing has bearing to our world, even though it's a fantasy uh, world with a unique premise. So, yeah, it 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 is definitely interesting for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: I did I did. There's a a couple of themes here that I I was kind of the whole. Like I think it's in uh, in the beginning. uh, The more people believe something, the truer the truer it becomes.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, like
0: you said, it kind of ties into the into the our world. And also, communication is manipulation.
1: Yeah, so that one, uh, yeah, I'd like to discuss that bit. Um, that feels a bit too cynical or reductive to me. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because I I had forgotten about that, but mm-hmm. um, I, I guess from I guess for the for the insane in this world, I guess it would, I guess it could be because they Mm -hmm. almost like they, because there was one, um, I'm going to miss, I'm going to butcher everyone's name, but get her, Garen, it mentions that she was barely eating next to nothing, but she was, she's a, you know, she's a bigger on the big side physically and she's bigger, not because she eats or because she's not active, but because that's her, like her projecting herself Mm -hmm. for everyone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. But she is really projecting her own sense of self. Is that also including manipulation? I think saying that communication is manipulation is saying every piece of interaction that you have with anyone or anything in this world is manipulation. Isn't that what it boils down to? (laughs) Um, and, and sure, these are a couple of characters' opinions, I think. In fact, I think it's specifically one character's opinion. So maybe it's not an aspect of the world, but I don't agree with that character. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a bit cynical. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it is. So I, I had a question for you. Um, what drew you enough about this to one reread it and also um try to discuss this in detail
0: well the i wanted to reread because the the third book is coming Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it's about september i think is Mm -hmm. the is what fletcher had said so i wanted to kind of just like refresh my memory and they're not big books Mm -hmm. they're not like massive tomes and i think there's some really interesting i love the world building Mm -hmm. in this one and I I thought it'd be fun to go back, especially after reading so many other fantasy books, and just kind of look at it from a different perspective. After mm-hmm. reading so many other fantasy books, and and just like re, you know, like re re revisiting this world and all the things that, that Fletcher does with it, like the the delusions, I always thought was really great. And yeah, um, yeah. I like how there's safeguards because there's. There are limits to someone because you think, okay well the most insane person will will rule mm-hmm. but there's but they were um the if they become like uh Conig, he's he's a, a he's become a, a he's learning how his doppels mm-hmm. and if he they start to o- want to overthrow him yeah <laughs> so there's there's limits you there, mm-hmm. if you become too insane, then
1: mm-hmm.
0: you become a danger to yourself and everyone else yeah
1: yeah 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 that that was very interesting. I saw in the in the author's note at the back, it says that um, yeah, he brings his contemplation of rare mental disorders in a fantasy context. I haven't looked up that specific disease, but um, it's interesting that that's the inspiration for the series, for the delusion aspect of it, perhaps.
0: Hmm. Well, interesting. Yeah, we'll have to um, to look look that up.
1: Mm-hmm, it's um, Cotard's syndrome, that's the name of the disease, just for folks listening in.
0: Let's see, what we can find, uh, also known as Cotard's delusion,
1: mm-hmm. or
0: walking corpse syndrome is a rare mental disorder in which the affected person holds the delusion be- delusional belief that they are dead, do not exist, are purifying or have lost their blood or internal organs.
1: Hmm, hmm. interesting we haven't met anyone with that particular delusion yet, right?
0: Not yet, yeah. Mm. That is really interesting, though. I don't think I've ever heard of that before now.
1: Mm. Yeah, that, that's really cool. <laughs> hey, Dan.
2: Hey, uh, sorry about that. I had like an emergency at work, uh, oh. and I was completely forgot about it, <laughs> trying to fix it.
0: Oh, no worries. No worries, Dan. Glad you can make it
2: yeah um at what point of the discussions
0: were you <laughs> oh we we had just started we were just discussing um on uh, the back of the book fletcher mentions that or uh, it's written that uh this novel grew out of his desire to write something outside of the normal tropes of fantasy mm-hmm. and his contemplation of rare mental disorders like Cotard's system or syndrome in a fantasy context and the cottard syndrome is uh also known as uh, del- uh, Contours delusion or walking corpse syndrome, is a rare mental disorder in which the affected person holds the delusional belief that they are dead, do not exist, are purifying, or have lost their blood or internal organs. Wow. Yeah. So.
2: Uh, <laughs> seems tough. Yeah. To deal with. Yeah. No, I mean, I can just... see how that would, uh, yeah, would uh, be would not be out of place in. This sort of book, I guess, though. Mm. So.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, but no, we were just kind of to, like just barely the surface of the world and um, kind of like the, the, uh, the delusions of the whole system. But what were your thoughts on on that? Is And it's your, it's your first time reading this one, right?
2: First time, yeah. Um, and to be honest, I had no clue what it was about. Mm. Uh, I only knew because people recommend it uh, when. You ask for oh I want something very grim dark, um, you know. So I've seen the name a lot of in a lot of places, but I didn't know what it was about. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's. I think it's really interesting. Uh, like I like the premise. Yeah. Far now. I mean, we've only started, so mm-hmm. I don't know where it's gonna go from here. Uh, but yeah. W- so you both read it before, right?
1: No, it's my first time too. Steve's the re-reader. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, uh, I read it about two and a half years ago, so it's been a little while.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
2: Okay, but I like, the, I like the premise for now. I wonder if it's, I hope it's gonna be more than just like that one single thing, you know? Um, it's, yeah, it's just like, for now it's just like, oh, there's this idea of the, you know, belief-making reality. Uh, and that's the main difference from, you know, any other fancy world, I guess, but everything else seems fairly, you know, fairly standard, I guess. So I wonder if it's everything is going to, all the world building is going to come from this one main core concept, or if there's going to be other things going on too, apart from that. Mm. It's, I don't know. We were
0: also discussing this line, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Dan, the line was. Mm-hmm. Um, communication is manipulation i like that
2: it's very
1: it's, yeah. it
2: it um it feels like it could be from the second apocalypse <laughs> books it does yeah doesn't it, does. it. Yeah, it does.
0: yeah it does it's
2: uh yeah i i like it this whole concept of um you know belief begets uh reality and how it translates to communication and how you talk to people and like maybe you don't believe it yourself but you make other people believe it um yeah. so if you don't believe really in it yourself does it like does it hurt the reality of it you know um i don't know like because we have like the main protect like very uh, protagonist like the, the um again i'm already forgetting the names it's gonna take a while to remember the names like the big priest guy (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah because sometimes yeah he seems like he's sort of doubting a bit he's like oh maybe maybe what what if it doesn't work what if uh but is that going to affect the chances of success or not really it's more like how you behave and like if even if you if you act confidently you can trick Mm -hmm. the Delusions, I don't
1: know. Yeah, it feels like he has to keep reminding himself to um, believe what he needs to to bring about the reality, right? It, if you put yeah. the reminder serves as belief that what he wants can come true, that is an interesting sort of circular relationship in your thoughts and beliefs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because what if. Uh, like this doubt is coming from. Let's say you know you have different levels of your ego and your, um, you know, <laughs> conscious mind. Maybe it's coming. You know, deep down he knows that he has a lot of doubts, but mm. is, maybe that doesn't um, affect things. Mm. Only like the the first level, you know, affects reality. Like the more conscious level, so he can will himself to believe. Maybe I don't mm. know.
1: Yeah. And they also seem to be getting more powerful, uh, delusionists uh, without really trying, right? That This feels like something that you could train and become more powerful at. But both Koenig and um, the Hasselbrand, I, I don't know how to say her name, but they both are surprised at the increase in their power, mm-hmm. right? Um, or they are at least afraid of it. So... What you said earlier, Steve, that there is a limit to how they can exercise their power. Uh, there is, uh, And it, the limit is that they start hurting themselves. But also, it doesn't seem to be that they increase it consciously. It happens without their trying. Because they, it makes sense that they would want to stop at some point and say, this is how powerful I want to be, so I don't hurt myself anymore, but it feels almost like they can't help themselves, so there is something external also besides the delusions or like two different forces in the head acting together, so yeah, Hmm. it's interesting I'd like to see how that plays out
0: And it seems like Yeah, I think think Kanag is right on that limit right where he's starting to lose, he's starting to become too powerful with his doppel's you know, help. They're organizing a coup, trying to mm-hmm. trying to get rid of him. But I think he's he has to remind himself that he's um, kind of like not cross over that line and not lose control of his own delusions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I like. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. The the brand. <laughs> Hasselbrand also, I don't know if I'm saying her title correctly either, but um, she was surprised that she was able to burn people in her sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So she didn't have an external manifestation of her delusions. Well, not in the same way that Koenig has, but she was, she also had something to be afraid of for how she could destroy more than she intends, potentially all the way down to herself with her delusions.
0: Yeah. I, I like the, the dream she had and that she wakes up and, and she's convinced <laughs> that the soup was poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> she's like I told you the soup was poisoned everyone's like, you know, a pile of ash.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and she wasn't even doing herself favors, right? Like because of that, she had to uh subject herself to a great deal of misery. She could have gone, she she could have traveled in style, I guess. But instead, she had to subject herself to misery to get there on time. So, yeah, she was deluded that they were after her and then she killed them and she hurt herself more. She is in many ways hurting herself the same way that Koenig seems to be. Um American gods has uh, it's not quite that you can create gods, but a god's as powerful as a number of believers who believe in them, which you could argue is very similar and um there is another series, but I think the discussion of it doesn't happen until late in the series. So I don't know if it would be spoiler to <laughs> mention it um but it this feels like um. A conversation we could have had in our world too right it's not strictly something from a book or for instance the fire god did we create the fire god just the example in the book mm-hmm. um, we could argue that humans created <laughs> the gods of fire and not the other way around so it, yeah it feels like a familiar mythology Thing, but I, I couldn't pinpoint where I've read it exactly. I think a lot of the origin myths of gods have those too. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> We've already seen one failed coup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, Connick's plan, or is it Connick? His plan to not only make Morgan. god but also to kill him himself to make him a slave in the afterlife in the what is the after death Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good plan
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think egyptian culture does have that slaves
0: yeah it looks like ancient egyptian retainer sacrifices um Mm. Is a type of human sacrifice, human sacrifice in which pharaohs and occasionally other high court nobility would have servants killed after the pharaoh's deaths to continue to serve them in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. That's brutal.
1: I thought I thought this one in this world, it was that whoever you kill will serve you in mm-hmm. the after death, right?
2: Yeah. So,
1: not necessarily slaves. In fact, if you did have slaves, if you didn't kill them yourself, they might not serve you in the after death it sounds like so but yeah the concept of having slaves in the after death <laughs> is interesting mm. yeah yeah hmm. yeah exactly there were statements in the book that um i think conversations between characters in the Hassel brand i think whoever's talking to her she says i don't know their names how will they serve me in the after death and whoever's talking to her, uh, which person we don't know yet, uh, they tell her they will if you believe it, it right? Something to that effect.
0: Hmm. And then I think uh, Connick is even he's even curious as to if he poisons Morgan, if it'll still count mm, as, yeah, a, as yeah. a death. Yeah.
1: And then concludes that if he believes it, it, it does or some, Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, interesting circular dependencies in this mm. world. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the only free people are those who die in their sleep. It.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It seemed partially embedded is what I read it as. I don't know, Steve, do you know more?
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of saw it as just like there's shards of glass everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, kind of like it. It's just um, it even. I think there's even some in her fingers, right, or that mm-hmm. were in her face yeah. too. Uh, what did you What did you guys think of the other the other trio? Um, I'm gonna butcher their names too. But is it uh, Stalin? Is it Stealit Stalin?
1: Stalin. sounds Stelen. right. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I was saying Stalin in my head, I suppose.
0: And the greatest swordsman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's also with the wonderful opinion about uh, communication being manipulation. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So far, yeah, seems to work. And oh, I had a question about this at some point. Let me see if I can find my notes. But uh, there was again that. Circular aspect of the becoming the greatest swordsman that I don't remember what my point of discussion was there. I'll see if I can remember it <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah 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 exactly that that was interesting because then like he knows he's not the greatest, and hmm. <laughs> And yeah. that's Koenig's uh, purpose.
0: <laughs> well, I think, uh, was it uh, Gerin? Gerin believed, you know, she projected her physical image on everyone else because she was thin and she projects herself as being a little portly. So maybe you can make other people believe things if you project enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. 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 So there. Manipulating other people, even to believe things that they don't that makes mm-hmm. sense. yeah, he does seem to be actually defeating people, so maybe he does use some manipulation, or maybe he, like you said, he's just good with the sword <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. we don't. Think that Bidect and Stellan have any delusionary powers, right?
0: Not yet. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, d- I did like when, when Stellan kills all the priests. Yeah, <laughs> she comes back and she like has to explain that she killed everyone.
1: <laughs> that was funny. That interaction was funny. And yeah. That <laughs> so, um. I, I, I'm I yet to form an opinion on Stellan, but I like that she's like, screw that, I'm going in through the front door and killing everyone I see. And then she comes back out and then puts her clothes down and says, nope, I gotta kill even more people. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Rift War Or Prince of Nothing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it might have been Prince of Nothing, now that she mentioned it. I think... It was based off campaign that he Baker did with his brother. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It seems Bidecht and Stalin, on uh, or that trio isn't too familiar with all the delusion what uh, powers because they didn't think that a mirrorist could just give up their location and identity.
0: It's almost it's almost like a heist on the side. It's almost like this. These three are like on a. It's almost turning into, like, a, a black humor heist
1: mm-hmm. subplot. Yeah. What did you both think about the descriptions of uh, Bidecht and Stalin? <laughs> they induced a lot of disgust in me, which, you know, I didn't enjoy reading about it, but job well done by the author, I think, because I think that's what they were going for. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So more than the physical... Aspects. It was, you know, the lack of cleanliness. I guess like we got to hear about Bidex not several times, and to the point where I started to think I had a cold. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, the Hasselbrand's view of Stellan, it, the She goes yeah. on about how matted and dirty her hair is, and apparently she likes that sort of thing. But <laughs> but the descriptions were. <laughs> <laughs> Not nice to read about, so I think, yeah, it is clear that they're all described as being ugly, but also their lack of cleanliness is interesting um, yeah, it's effective you know,
0: but yeah yeah i, I didn't even I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it about that they're all i don't think there's anyone who's a, it's attractive,
1: no. and uh, attractive is in this world how uh, unclean and dirty they are apparently because that's what uh, what I should stop calling her the hassle brand what's her name Uh,
0: Garen
1: Garen yeah she likes that about her so she's attracted to Stellan for those reasons and her quiet efficiency in killing people right (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you wonder because they are projecting themselves. Well, some of them are. The ones who are able are projecting themselves. So you wonder if that's, you wonder why they wouldn't project themselves as being attractive or being physically appealing mm. when they could, but they don't. Maybe. Maybe in this world. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. The opening scene has a dirty city with. People, dark eyes, um, looking in through, I guess, dilapidated windows, looking out, sorry. Um, yeah, I I don't usually build a lot of pictures in my head. It's very vague shapes, if that. I think for this world, it's just dark gray. <laughs> that's, that's the Im- image I have of what everyone is. Mostly shadows and grayness and lack of light is what I visualize in as much as what whether you can call what I do is visualize is (laughs) arguable but that's what I'm that's what I think of. For some reason all the buildings are blackish even from the exterior (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's interesting
0: very hmm I kinda mm-hmm. see it like as a as a like an, like a medieval Wild West almost. I guess from the the, mm-hmm. the trio uh kind of the these like like a waistline, like you like you did <laughs> But you wonder where the gods went though, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah uh did they were did people stop believing in them so they lost power but that it doesn't quite seem to be all that can happen in this world there's probably more to it the yeah I, i think the prologue i'm intrigued but i don't fully understand it yet yeah 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 it it does say the twisted fears of the old gods wormed themselves into this creation and became real. Their darkest thoughts took on life. Yeah, <laughs> and then they started imagining things. It, yeah, and it says dreams became nightmares. Nightmares became realities, stalking the earth as I don't know that word, alptrum, manifestations of man's earliest fears given flesh. <laughs> And the cycle continues. <laughs> mm. So it, it describes sort of descent into insanity, doesn't it?
0: Really good prologue, too. I forgot how it's yeah. very, what is like a third of a page, or like three quarters of a page, but it pretty much yeah. sets everything up for you pretty good going into mm-hmm. the world. <laughs>
1: Yeah. What's the thread in the story? I mean, it is all converging on Morgan, but is there a particular character or thread that both of you are more interested in than the others?
2: Hmm.
0: Good question. What about you, Dan? Oh um but uh, I haven't tried it yet. Oh man, I can't believe I forgetting Blocta? his name. Doctor. No? Okay. Yeah.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Steve?
0: Well, I is one of the one of the more interesting characters I think just because there's so much going on with him and he's He's so determined. He has a plan and he has a goal. He's determined, but I, I like uh, Ger- Gerin. I think mm. she's entertaining,
1: yeah. and
0: dangerous, and unpredictable, and insane. And mm. uh, so I, I think it's it's um, it's dark and disturbing, but it's also funny the way that it happens because she dreams of these things happening, wakes up, and is convinced it's the soup. <laughs> and it's it was her, and she it takes her a little bit to realize that it, she had killed everyone, <laughs> and she's still just you know I I can't disappoint Connick. I have to. He mm. believes in me. I have to get this done. So she's so determined. But it you get the feeling like her her time is you know if they do collapse into their own delusions, and she's you know just like Con- just like Conic, he's getting there to where his delusions are starting to become um, too powerful.
1: Mm. I wonder if that means something, that uh, his acceptance in his own psyche has reduced somehow because he, his doppelganger has lost an eye or something. I'd be interested to see how that what the implications are of acceptance's loss of an eye. <laughs> yeah. I think those are the two interesting threads for me, too. I'm slightly more interested in Geheen than in uh, Koenig. Although for Koenig, I'd like to see... Um, I'm predicting that we will see a successful coup, so I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes. And, and I want that Koenig to succeed <laughs> in <laughs> in letting Morgan ascend. <laughs> that makes sense. Morgan's been pretty closeted so far. Um, mm-hmm. So, if he does get stolen away and... Sees the world away from this uh, temple temple that they are in, I think he'll probably make a much different god than the one Koenig wants hmm. mm. yeah, yeah in. Is Koenig deluding himself that Morgan will be the god he wants? Because he kind of has no choice left anymore than to... this. He's his one chance left.
0: Yeah, I think they started with 10 and they all... I think the last one killed killed herself.
1: Because,
0: mm-hmm. oh, she uh, had messages in her blood. I forget the message, but when they came to inspect, like blood isn't a good way to give <laughs> a message or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The priestess was guessing about whether she meant that humans who ascend make poor gods or humans creating gods out of their delusions make poor gods. Either way, I think the bottom line is a human brain <laughs> doesn't make a good god, uh, an ascended human. Um yeah, that, I want to see what what the implications are of what she meant like that must mean something she had some vision or something that uh, made her write that apparently hmm. so i didn't fully understand what Koenig's powers are he, he's got the same uh, delusion as um the greatest swordsman right except a much more powerful version of it but is that what resulted in the creation of the doppels or is that a separate delusion and then also the mirrorist delusion is a third thing that he has I think that's a delusion because uh, the greatest swordsman he seems to be the only one at least so far who has been revealed to us to to be delusional and this is the delusion he has uh, the one of manipulation and he has dead eyes or something by which we know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) getting people to follow him right Mm -hmm. but yeah so i was curious whether the doppels resulted from that delusion getting extremely powerful or if he has three delusions instead of just so the mirrorist one is separate we know that because someone Mm -hmm. uh the scientist we should talk about him uh the scientist uh realizes that when he sees the mirrors, mirror images, that uh, this guy is becoming multi delusional. But he was already aware of the Doppels. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of the scientist? Any opinions there? Yeah, I wondered if she was the priest that uh, Stalin followed and killed.
0: I think so. Oh, was I
1: that... thought she was a priestess. Sorry. Hmm. Sorry. I got a little.
0: Was... I got no, I, was, I got a little bit confused there too because I think that's where Girin had had come into the temple, and that's when she met Stelid, right?
1: She didn't meet Stellan. I thought she was shown Stellan, um through the mirrorists. Uh, vision of the past
0: oh okay i was yeah i was a little confusing that part
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i think um projected himself in in the other person to get there faster i think it was like within the day but it was like like possessed someone else's body to do
2: it
1: yeah i don't think we know for sure i thought my best guess about where she was at is that she was the priestess who went and talked to the trio in the bar but um i mean there's nothing to indicate one way or the other she could just be one of the people who died or she could have been outside the temple another silly observation i have is that um so gehen went went inside the temple and then she fell asleep i guess all the Dead people were still there, even though they were discovered days ago. Nobody thought to take them out, bury them, do anything with them. <laughs> They're just still there, and the priestess went to sleep there. <laughs> I wonder if there are any necromancy delusions uh bringing mm. the dead back to life and things like that. I think it's um oh yeah, it's called the Old Kingdom or something yeah, the first yeah, the first book is called Sep sabriel or sabriel i don't <laughs> i've heard it pronounced so many different ways but it's by garth nix and it hmm. is a very interesting world uh the first one was okay but i loved lirail's character and she's in the second two books so hmm. i read these as an adult i read them three or four years ago really liked them
0: so. and uh Varsha?
1: Yeah, my uh, YouTube channel called Reading by the Rainy Mountain, and I hang out quite a bit on the page forum.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, going to be a, a fun, uh, fun read. I'm glad both of you yeah. decided to take the journey.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty fun so yeah. far. I don't think it's the kind of thing that I would have picked up by myself. Um, so hmm. this is cool to read with um, folks to discuss.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good one. It's lo- lots of things to. To talk about, I think. Mm-hmm. interesting world at least.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see everyone uh, next week for chapters eleven through twenty. Yes. Yeah. yeah or <laughs> we can do more. We, we, we can talk about it, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have time this week if you want to read a bit more.
0: But... Yeah, I'm. I'm good for whatever you guys want to do.
1: Okay. Do we want to read? 15 and sure yeah, do yeah.
0: so 11 through 15 or sorry yeah. 11 through 25 geez yeah. that's what I <laughs> cool yeah. sounds good so we'll see everyone next week for 11 through 25 all right thanks all right. Bye.
2: bye, bye.